all the nutrition information out there today. Everything's conflicting, completely confusing. How are we supposed to be healthy if even the experts can't agree? This is Outspoken Nutrition. I'm your host, Laura Timbrook, and we're going to break it all down. Hey guys, happy Friday. Today I'm going to be sharing with you something a bit personal. I'm going to be sharing with you my struggles through disordered eating. So when I was younger, I had body issues. When I was a preteen, I was heavier. And as I hit 15, really was bothering me and put myself on a diet, not necessarily food-wise, even though growing up, weight was something that my mother often spoke about with me. And I don't really specifically remember actually being put on a diet, but I do remember when she would pack my lunch, I would only be allowed half a sandwich and I wasn't allowed to eat snacks. My brothers were able to eat and, you know, I remember stuff like that. Um, but ever really being on a specific diet, calorie counting, I don't remember that. But what I do remember is about the summer I was turning 15 or the summer after I turned 15, I really kind of didn't like the way my body looked. My parents bought me a bike and I rode over 700 miles that year. And I knew that because they bought me one of these little gadgets that hooked to my bike and showed me how far I would I would ride and I would ride everywhere. And that summer, I think I dropped like 30 pounds. Everything kind of changed. My appetite overall changed and that drop in weight really mentally affected me even more. And I was in, I was not in, you know, let me preface this by saying I was not in a healthy mental state to begin with. So this kind of just spiraled further. I wanted to see how much smaller I could get. And I started restricting more and more food. I come from a big Italian family. So when you restrict food, everybody has questions and I'm a pretty private person, so for people to be kind of intrusive of why am I not eating and everything like that, I came up with the excuse I was a vegan. And I was a vegan for four years. I wouldn't eat anything animal. I wouldn't wear anything animal. It was, I was super strict. And it actually got to points where even my vegetables I wouldn't eat because they were grown in a ground with dirt that had bone marrow and it became obsessive. Now looking back at it, I realized my veganism was really disordered eating. Um, I remember not eating for three, four days at a time and I would go to my friend's house or her dorm room and eat ramen noodles or anything like that because I haven't eaten in like three or four days and I was starving. If you saw me, you wouldn't have realized that I was this bad because at my lowest point, I was 127 pounds. I'm not a very tall person. I was 5'3 at the time because I actually grew afterwards, which goes to show I was a little nutrient deficient. But um, so 127 pounds at you know, five, three is not small, but yet if you were to see me without my shirt on, you could count every rib that I had. I just guess I had a higher muscle mass and it carried differently. So that's where it's really kind of 
it's not always disordered eating what we think it is. And I still to this day struggle with with that disordered eating specifically around times where I might be trying to lose a little bit of weight. It's really easy for me to slip in the mindset of food restriction and to constantly sh- make my food even stricter. So if I were to say, okay, I'm not eating sugar, well, suddenly I could slip into, I won't eat fruit, I won't eat this, I won't eat that. It becomes a downward spiral. So anytime I am trying to lose weight or clean up my way of eating, I have to be very careful because mentally that's always in the back of my head because I know that that's kind of a weak link for me any type of food restriction. Now, for me, with being a vegan, I I was very lucky and I had um, an accident where I was sent to the ER. It was the ER doctor that, as he pulled my blood, he realized what I was doing. And at the time, I was older than 18. So I do remember him coming into the, the ER room and telling me that he knows I'm not eating properly. And he says... He called me out, said my veganism was a cover-up. He goes, you need to start eating meat now. He goes, if I see you back in this ER, he's like, we will be having a different conversation. It really made me realize that this wasn't a joke anymore, that this was affecting my health. I actually um, passed out because of not being properly nourished, and I hit my head on a concrete floor and kind (laughs) of... gave my noggin a little bit of a jar, but it's really important that as we raise our daughters and we raise our children and our boys and that we give them that healthy self self-worth that we are cognizant of things that might be going on I know I have a teenage daughter and she often tells me how many kids don't eat lunch or skipping meals because they want to be thinner and it's it's a constant struggle and I think it's just the best thing to do is have a conversation And not all the time does disordered eating look like disordered eating. And it's something as parents we need to keep in our minds. It's something that we need to have conversations about with our doctors and our therapists and our healthcare professionals. And really, if you feel that your child might be restricting food, have a conversation. And, you know, just simply asking them, having that open conversation And mom, dad, if you think something's going on, talk to a doctor, talk to a healthcare professional. You know, it's really important that we have that balanced way of eating, that we talk to our kids about food restriction if we feel like that might be where they're going. And, you know, it becomes a little difficult when you do have a child that might want to drop some weight, having that conversation it's uncomfortable. It's There's a lot of information out there. Don't say this. Don't say that. And I think the best way of approaching it is approaching it that you're caring for their overall health, not specifically a number, not specifically weight, but just overall. And the best thing we can do is eat a diet high in fruits and vegetables and good sources of protein and f- fresh foods. Get moving. That is so often where we see, you know, we're not moving. And if our teen is suffering maybe some mental angst, definitely get them help and get them moving because that's going to boost our serotonin levels. That's going to help. But definitely seek out those medical professionals. 
And parents, one thing I have to remind myself fairly often is you're only going to be able to influence them. You can't make them do something they don't want to do. You can give them the best advice, but it's up to them to make that decision. And, you know, I've always told my kids when they'll tell me, well, you should have done this. I tell them, listen, I know I'm going to screw you up in some way. I'm just trying to do it as minimally as possible. So parents, don't kick yourselves so hard. If something isn't going right or you're struggling, we're all struggling as parents. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I know it's a little bit of a heavy topic. It's a little bit of an odd topic for me to talk about because it's not something I generally share. And I know for many of those have and have suffered, it's similar. So you guys aren't alone. And I hope you guys have a great weekend. And don't forget to eat your effing veggies. I'll talk to you next week.